All right, aloha mai kako. Welcome to the Hikina Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Kahola Ricard, here on the campus of Kamehameha Maui. Um, our Hikina Rising Podcast, we try to highlight different faculty, staff, alumni, students, and then some of our community members and see what's going on and get the inside scoop so we can uh, perpetuate some of that, um, that legacy for our hamana to come. Uh, today, we're super fortunate to have two awesome uh, musicians who, in their own right, separately, have been doing things for years. And now they've come together to um, combine their talents into a group. And they call themselves Kahalavai. And those are the two members that we're going to be talking to today are Josh Kahula and Pi'ilani Arias. Aloha. Aloha. All right. Aloha. Welcome, you guys. Yeah. Mahalo so first thing I want to ask is for Pi'ilani. Who calls you Dana and who calls you P.E. <laughs> uh, it, it can be day to day, but um, for the most part, if you knew me before I recorded anything, Dana. That's Dana. That's Dana. Yeah. Or <laughs> sports. See, that's what I was going to call Hawaii yeah. sports at if, one point. If you too. know that, if you didn't know, Dana or P.E. Lani is the state. Hurdles champion for 100 meters? Um, no. Oh. Somebody from Baldwin beat my 100 meter record oh, last year. Oh, no. Okay. The 110s, but I still have the 300 meter hurdle. The 300 meter hurdle. Yeah. Man, what year was that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 1999. 1999. Yeah, 20 years that. this year. Maui High. Go Sabres. Go Sabres, baby. Sabres. And. Um, <laughs> uh, so you guys, in your own rights, uh, and we'll get we'll get into it right now. Um, in your own rights, Josh, you've done you've been doing music, and I've talked to Mr. Nita, and he's told me some some pretty good stories about you guys, um, and we'll get into those a little bit. But so we can go through and we'll, we'll ping pong back and forth as far as like the beginnings when you started playing music. Tell me how, why. When? Um, just grew up in, you know, a musical family. Just um, we would sit around. My mom and dad would just have the guitars, ukuleles out and whatever. And we just kind of, we'd have nights where we'd just get together. My mom, especially my mom, she was very talented. She pretty much would, whatever she would touch, she would, she could make sound so good. And so I remember her day, some days she'd come home from work and she'd say, hey, go grab the bass. And she would start playing the ukulele or the guitar or piano. And we just kind of jam and stuff. And so that was kind of early on. Then throughout the years, just kind of, you know, I think when you grew up in a musical family, you come to love music, you know. And I think I think as far as Hawaiian people, music is an integral part of our culture, you know. So that's what happened. And then, you know, I was fortunate to have some great teachers uh, musically along the way. Um, I remember my elementary school teacher was Mrs. Shishiro. She kind of helped me up at Makwa School. Oh, shout out Makwa School, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go Rams. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, um, we I went over to Kalama Intermediate, and I was part of, at the time, Rama Kamarillo was there. So he kind of uh, had a great program there. So I was fortunate to be a part of that in Intermediate. Went to high school and got to um, play music. Uh, ne- Deonita was the teacher, oh, yeah. so, and he was, I mean, amazing. You know, the years that we went to Namele, we ended up winning them every time. It was like, because he had such great arrangements, you know, five, six-part harmonies right, and stuff. Right, right. And it was so awesome, our ensemble class. So, I mean, that was a, another big facet to, you know, music. and then. So it seems like at... In, at- pretty critical parts, moments in your life, music was still always kind of uh, yeah. being, not pushed your way, but it seemed to be pretty prevalent. Yes, it was a big part of, you know, for me, and just great teachers, Rama, I mean, just the patience that he has is amazing, mm-hmm. and then Deonita, I mean, the patience, and yeah. that's, it, it, it's huge, especially for kids, you know, some kids, some days, come in and just kolohe, and just not listening for whatever and you see them kind of just you know sighing but they you know able to handle it well 
And then through all those through those years, you know, still kept playing music. Had a couple of family bands played with, and then after high school, to be honest, I never thought I'd be able to do what I do now, in hindsight. But um, fortunate that had a good foundation as far as music um, to be able to now be where we are at. And so and going, it's kind of like yeah, Mr. Anita uh, Dale. He was telling me about times when uh, you guys would come in and just kind of not maybe not go to all your classes, just kind of <laughs> sit around and play. I remember I was hanging out at yeah. lunchtime. That, that's where you'd find us. We'd be over there and somebody be on the bass, guitar, piano. I think he mentioned Kanoa. Kanoa, Kanoa Kukawa. I mean, yeah. man, shoots He said yeah, some, some, some of the musicians now that are making a name for themselves all kind of started yeah. right in that. Huge, huge talent at Kanoa, man. And yeah. then Desmond, you know, I mm-hmm. remember him. And yeah, just a lot of different friends that we got to, you know, kind of rub shoulders with. Yeah. Was, was a was a great inspirational time, you know. And yeah, it's a so good, good. good period. And then coming up close behind mm-hmm. you was Pilani, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not necessarily at the same time. No, no. I think. Right uh, when he left. Right when he left, yeah, yeah, Maui High. Class of 95, okay. Maui High. So. Yeah. Hey. Right when he left, I right got afterwards. Okay, so let's talk to Pilani now. Your beginnings, what musical. You were also uh, an athlete from way, I mean, you were playing football right, right, forever. Right. You were track star. So that balance of athletics and music throughout your life, like talk to us about that, where it started. Um, you know, I guess, well, yeah, music and, and um, sports kind of was hand in hand. Um, I I started, uh, you know, I started playing sports kind of late, actually, about like 10 years old. But music was way before that. Mm. And um, kind of would, you know, it would switch. The times would switch. Um, I would get a break on sports and then go do more stuff with my dad. My dad, you know, I'm a son of a sound guy. So every weekend was a something, ah. you know, uh, a concert, a show of some sort of, of could be, we could go to a Hawaiian show. You know, before you used to have the Makaha Bash, right, um, which yeah. is a Makaha Sons thing. And then the birthday bash. And then I would go to boys to men. You know, like like <laughs> the it was it was whatever. You know, my right. dad was um in the sound union, and you know he's still kind of in that action, but um, every, everything was going. You know, going at the same time as far as music, being around music, not necessarily playing the music, but just being around it, and um, sports. Yeah, same thing, right there. Right there was, was all going same time, full force. <laughs> Man, that that's a lot to handle though. Yeah. But um, the music playing, yeah, didn't start till kind of later. Later, yeah, I started. You know, started fucking around as f- freshman and didn't really, you know, unlike Josh, like I couldn't play the bass and the guitar and all that kind of stuff till pretty much after high school. All right. Yeah. But I was, oh, you know, you just, you hear it, you, you're always around it. And so it's always there. You just have to but pick s- it up and do it. So singing, you always kind of. Yeah, the singing thing, you know, in high school again, started singing and stuff yeah. like that. But, um. I never got, I never really, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really great, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I'm mean, still not great, but it's just, I was a little bit later, a little yeah. bit later than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than this animal <laughs> Than here. this animal, yeah. right, right, right. So there's, there's one particular question that I want to make sure we get to is, and I'm, I've known the both of you for a while, mm-hmm. and good friends of mine, I appreciate you guys coming. Um, I remember having a conversation with you, Josh, and I think the same conversation with you when you guys were contemplating whether or not you thought you could or maybe you should or shouldn't do music full-time, mm-hmm. right? Because you guys were kind of doing your, your day jobs and, yeah. mm-hmm. and music was coming in on the side. At what point, like distinctively, do you remember saying, okay, I, I have enough confidence in myself and my music and you know my talent that I could probably do this full-time and... And make a living off of you know, it. If I, if I can kind of start first, yeah, go ahead. it was um, it was it was a hard decision because I grew up, you know, 
you have to have a day job, you know. You got to make sure you can take care of your ohana if you have a ohana. So, and, you know, that, that was the structure of, you know, get a good paying job, something decent, medical, and all that kinds of stuff. So it was really hard um, to make that leap. But I was fortunate to have, you know, a lot of friends in the business that were doing it full time and saw the potential in me. And sometimes it's hard to see your own potential because, you know, it's hard to see yourself. But to have those who can, you can kind of sound off, like use as a soundboard, um, you know, it, it took a leap of faith. And so right now I started in 08 full-time just music. And it's, so it's been about over 11 years. And it's like when I made the commitment and just decided to go full-time, it was like the floodgates open. And next thing you know, you realize, wow, there's so many possibilities out there, you know, whether it be just a regular gigging um, situation or if you're available to, um, you know, go play with other people that maybe travel and stuff like that. And that in itself was a huge confidence booster, you know, to be available once. Because before, if I'd get a call, I was like, ah, oh, you know what, sorry, I got to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, but then being available and then you realize like, wow, then you start to realize the importance of kind of taking your craft seriously. You know, it's not about just being lazy about how you play. But, you know, if you, you go into situations, as an example, with a halal, you have to learn the certain melee and you have to learn the different parts. And if you don't do your own homework, nobody's going to do it for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then... If you can't follow through on your end, well, then um, the calls might not come anymore, you mm -hmm. know. So it really falls back on you yourself. And starting to, you know, once you realize that, then you start to see that, okay, you have to kind of dig deep within and find out what is your priorities. What do you want to accomplish? What do you, you want to get out of your own potential? And fortunate to say that I've been doing it full-time 11 years, you know, mm -hmm. had I known what I was able to do, I might have been doing it right out of high school, yeah, you know, and right. so, oh, sorry, <laughs> mm -hmm. with that said, that, that's my yeah. uh, little manao. You know, I do, I do remember you and I having that conversation, Josh, and you were like, yeah, I don't know, I think I'm going to try and we'll see how it plays out, if I can, you know, if I can pull enough gigs or I can yeah. do this, you know, maybe we can, maybe I can make it work, but you were really nervous about that decision. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I had a, you know, I had a young family, I had, we had just I think we just had uh, one my, our first born my son and mm -hmm. then we we're expecting we uh, I think um, another one the following year mm -hmm. or something like that. You just I, I don't know within a year or two maybe you had moved into your your yes, home yeah yes so we and had a new were, house and yeah. so it's, it was kind of one of those things like wow hopefully you can pay the mortgage hopefully yeah. at the time I was fortunate my wife was able to kind of stay home and take care of the kids you know and be there and so and that was another battle because i'll be working daytime then i'll be working at nighttime so i really got to see my family mm -hmm. but now through this music i'm actually able you know to kind of be a, a part of what the activities that are going on with my kids and mm -hmm. have an active part in that yeah so, and every time yeah. we get to see you play i get to see you play we get the the privilege of seeing your <laughs> your daughters dance. Yeah, I haven't seen Lyric dance it. I don't think. Uh, no, no, only yeah, at no. Uh, school. That's <laughs> yeah. about it. That's it huh? <laughs> okay. And then, P, what about you? Your 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 decision to decide whether or not if music is gonna be my full time gig um, or not. Shucks. I guess. I guess maybe it's probably around. Uh, I guess kind of the same thing. You know, it's kind of like. Right when my family started, you know, like, like getting married and, and having um, my kids and stuff, that kind of um, got serious. I was kind of lucky. Um, well, I am kind of lucky, you know, my dad being in the industry too. Right. Um, a lot of his, a lot of, you know, a lot of his people are, you know, kind of the same people that I got to deal with. Mm -hmm. and, and I got lucky that way. Um, I got lucky just being able to, you know, um, get with Halau, you know, I had to play with Napua, toured many times with her, mm -hmm. um, you know, Kili Iraishel. Um, I just, it's kind of like, you know, it's, 
it's I got lucky at one time and then decided that, you know, I think I can and push through with it all in like the same time. Right. Like in the same year and then and then and then get serious because my family's getting bigger. You know. Pretty like how you said, you know, yeah. bought a house and then everything kinda was um was in the same year or two years mm. and, and that's when I was like, you know what, I think I think again, you know, getting lucky with my dad being, you know, who he was, um, made it a little easier, you know, easier to 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 be where I had to be. Uh, right. Convention stuff, maybe convention, maybe hula, maybe you know, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And um, but I think that was in about 2011. Yeah. So it's about seven to eight years. Right. Now. Right. Yeah, the ending of 2011. And um, that's when music went took it full over. force. Took yeah. Over, yeah. Before that, I was, you know, are you delivering beer and and construction. You know, doing that not quite fun sure. five o'clock in the morning <laughs> thing. To, you know, and and yeah, just still playing, but not as serious for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it sounds you know, like you guys have to. Like have integrity in yourself. You have to really take it seriously right, yeah, to want right, to right. pursue this full time. It cannot be like you said, yeah. kind of a, you know, just a oh I'm gonna try or, or this and that. I mean, if you want it to be, you have to take yourself seriously yes, and your music yeah. has you to. Know, nobody else can do, do it. man. It's a 24 hour job. Right. Being a musician is a 24 hour job. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah, I mean, example, starting yeah, starting at six o'clock means nothing. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you've at the, once you wake up, you're like, okay, so this whole day got to go around <laughs> what's going on at this time, you know, right. uh, keeping yourself healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course that one. You're yeah. sick. It's over. That's it. Yeah. I was sick last week and I missed four days of work, you know, oh. and that's a big trip. Yeah. That is you a know? big deal. But yeah, it's a, being a musician is a 24 hour job, man. It's not eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> you may be only playing for two to three hours, but it's all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it be even, even answering emails, because you know, yeah. a lot of it is just being, um, at least getting a quick response, you know, or just kind of being on top of it. And um, I think one big lesson I learned from uh, a, a seasoned Maui musician, Jay Molina, he said, it's 90% professionalism, 10% talent. Mm-hmm. I remember that from the early onset, and it's always stuck with me. And really what it boils down to is if you have the talent, that is, like, amazing, you know, because, I mean, not everyone can say they have a musical talent. So that in itself is a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. But then now how you approach it and how you present it to others. And so just being professional about everything in, in your mindset and stuff, you know, like... Punctuality is right. huge. If the gig is at five, you don't want to be showing up at five. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to probably be show up at least an hour prior. Mm-hmm. You also want to be, you know, um, handle things in a in a good way, because then now, if you become dependable, which is really what it's based More, on, yeah. if you're a dependable mm-hmm. person who handles the kuleana, next thing you know, you're gonna be on the list of people that oh, you know what, call this person because you know you. I'm fortunate to, you know, be in, be in situations to where I get a lot of calls, you know, and so Pilani as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just basically, if you think of it as you try to establish, you know, relationships with, you know, you have friends, you have colleagues, workmates. If you establish good relationships with these ones and it's all built on trust and they can depend on you. I mean, it's it's that's amazing. Bigger than how yeah. you sound. Yeah, and, right. and that that really, if you sound great, that's like the icing on yeah. the cake. Because like, you can't wow. sound good when you're not there on time. Yeah, you cannot sound good, and you're not going to sound good if you're high, <laughs> drunk, or not there at all. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you said, it's you know, sad to say, it happens. Sad to say, the 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 most talented ones, you know, don't don't do the the work. You know. Mm. They don't fulfill maybe their potential, huh? Yeah. Because of those things. Because they're, they're, they're yeah. so uber talented that they don't have to be there one hour before. Mm. I can just get there, you know, and yeah. then boom. Yeah. Out, out with your gigs. I like you to, know, uh, go be talented uh, at home. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I try to think of it like, okay, if I was somebody else, like, I know if I go to work, 
I like to make sure that I'm surrounded with like good people, good fun people that people I like hanging with, you know. But now if you know, you gotta also throw it on yourself and realize, are you somebody that everybody wants to cruise with or hang with, you know? And really, that kind of will set the, the um, precedence for for everything else. Mm-hmm. I've heard in situations where you're looking, um, I've heard of major, like mainland, like recording artists, like who they are searching for musicians, and sometimes the final deciding factor is can I see myself on on tour for the next year or so with this person? And it comes down to two persons, and it'll be the persons that, you know what, I can see myself hanging with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it, and it has nothing to do with music. It's just, it comes back to who you are as a person. As a professional, yeah. Yeah, Mm. so. That's so good. That's some good advice. That's excellent. I want to transition now shift gears and we want to talk about the here and now you guys you know the album you guys are releasing um you know we've we know josh and his enough said um group of guys that you've been doing your thing with for mm-hmm. many years now and music that we love and then p lani your well you did that you did a single mm-hmm. that everybody still loves tears on my pillow <laughs> and then you did the dash a album mm-hmm. yeah and that one was excellent. But now we have this. And you guys actually worked on an album together with Khalil. Yeah. Yes. Pono. Pono. Do you need the date on that again? That was in the... I was in like 2004, 2004. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, Boardwalk Angel on there. You know, yeah. some awesome songs. Um, and then you guys... Whoever decided to do this to you guys, they should get a certificate <laughs> of appreciation <laughs> from everybody. I don't know what took uh, this so long and who decided this, funny. but this is... The Kahalavai, tell, tell us about, um, tell me about w- 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 how did that start and then the album itself. I know it's Paul, you guys recorded it at Mikey's studio. Yes, yes, Mike Casil. Mike Casil. Uh, I Vibe Production. I Vibe Production. Uh, Production. Shout it's out actually Mikey. up here at Kula. And I mean, the thing I like, um, you know, when you get into a studio situation, is I like people who know what they're doing. And so you can just kind of get in and out as far as, yeah. you know. Knows gear, know knows your equipment. equipment and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's huge, and he definitely yeah. knows his surroundings as far as what to do, and he, you know, he works fast, which I appreciate because now it keeps you, the artist, on your toes. You make sure that when you come to the studio, you're prepared, yeah. you're on your game and stuff. So it's that professional courtesy type of yeah, thing. Yeah, and then you know, now. and he'll be honest sometimes, like, oh, maybe we could try that again. You know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. You know, that wasn't the that wasn't the one, and honesty is huge because. You know, you know, um, it it motivates you to try and put out your best effort, yeah. and so we. Um, that was big, how comf- comfortable. Yeah, it was a it comfort was zone. Big. As far as it starting, I don't know if there was one person or being or just you know, I think it was more of. It was a, your wives, huh? <laughs> not your wives, not your wives. No. Well, they're always the about ten years already. That been going on. <laughs> that conversation been going on. For yeah, you know, years. I think the Hawaiian Come music on, has always been on the, on that. In, in, in the mind mm-hmm. but then this kind of just it presented itself and I think there was just different situations that you know we were just kind of I got a call from P.E. Lani and I think it was just finishing work so we're talking and next thing you know it's like hour two hours later it's like bro <laughs> what on the phone. Do, uh, you guys were on the phone for two hours just we about. was on the phone for a while though. yeah it was a pretty it was a very involved conversation yeah. about wow. yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what we wanted to do and you know I, over the years see we started playing music together at uh, Feast at Lele okay. in Lahaina yeah. and um, that's where we started to kind of get together we'd also do you know other gigs together and so we've been playing together for you know a good amount of time and it just kind of this moment kind of just presented itself right. and we wanted to we've always wanted to do a hawaiian album and i think it was just time mm. for us and we wanted to do our own little spin on it because oh, you know yeah. give our own take on as far as our interpretation of hawaiian mm-hmm. music and so that's kind of how it got started right yeah. and i actually, mean nightbird <laughs> Unreal version of Nightbird. Oh, oh my goodness! Well, and, really and nice. There's just a lot of different, um, you know, trying to figure out what we're gonna do on this album. What songs we're gonna do? We had a lot of yeah. um, great that was, uh, hakumele um, that was 
um, written for us. You know, we have um, great writers like Kihei Nahalea, Kumakakukona. You know, both Pilani and myself wrote songs, and then um, you know, we had just a lot of great support. And then actually on our way here, that was the toughest. Not the toughest, but that was a a tough part. Yeah, just just um. Like what songs, you know, what what okay, oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah, let's make an album. Okay. Now where do we begin? You know yeah. I mean? Like, okay, I mean yeah, that catalogue of songs for you guys is huge. That's yeah. why, right? You guys have been And then just, you know, yeah. you gotta find like a good flow. I mean you can't right. be you know, just doing anything and expect it to have a nice flow to it. So even trying to understand that Everything will go nice. So our song list started at like 100. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I think that's going to work. Okay, right? this is going to cut this song. Yeah. We yeah. had to cut them down. Just, man, it, it was... So Kahalavai, I've heard you guys talk about this before. Is the meeting, right? Or yeah, it's like a meeting. So the inspiration was from Kamaka. Kukuna, yeah, Kamaka. Kumu. He helped us come up. And with um, the interesting thing is, so yeah, we have Mauna Kahalavai here on Maui. And um, that's like the water source for Nawaiha mm-hmm. and so you know Pi'ilani lives in Wailuku kind of symbolizing the other Wailuku side and mm-hmm. then I live in Lahaina and Mauna Kahalawaya also feeds the water to Kahoma mm-hmm. so um, what a great uniting of we live on two you know different sides of the Po'o of Mauia but mm-hmm. um, you know just like the same source of water as far as our music and so that was the inspiration oh, yeah. for that. So and then literal, I mean, to Halavai, you know, mm-hmm. was yeah. was both of us just you know having meeting. a two-hour conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 just, yeah. next yeah. thing just, you know, just, every week we have a together, meeting at, with, with Mikey and yeah. recording stuff and, and and that's the mountain we live on. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's there's the just kind of right up front, around, yeah. 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 Or and then there's there's this stuff you know that Kamaka. Um, he just seemed like he was thinking about oh, it. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, just as much to, as we as were thinking were, about wow. it. Because when he came up with that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. it right there. There's no other name that's going to fit anymore. And then mm-hmm. that's the thing, too. When you involve a kumu, oh, man, you got to be ready for some heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just going to come just um, surface meaning. I mean, you know, there's a lot of count. Imagine how much times, you know, somebody's going to ask us that. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you guys come up with Kalafai? Boom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we have we like I said we have the upfront meeting or what what, what you want. Yeah, <laughs> we can how did you want to go? Huh? Yeah, how exactly. did you want to take this conversation? Yeah. yeah. Um, what about songs? Can you tell me about songs on there? So you, I mean, we could talk about one or two of them that you guys you know mm-hmm. want to get into the meaning of or why is it why was it important to have it maybe on there? Okay. Um. So yeah, so Dana, yeah. P, go ahead. Yeah, the yeah. first um the first. Two songs we uh, we worked on. We got together and was like, okay, so how about this and how about this? And it like, sounds good. The first one was um, a song called Kelly E, which we uh, did a right. single with and mm-hmm. released in February. Um, so my my uncle, my uncle Rodney, had a he joined the band called the Paradise Serenaders some years ago. But Uncle Eddie, but Uncle Eddie, Uncle Sam. So yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. they were the new, they were the new. But before them, um, Paradise Serenaders had of uh, the leader was Uncle Billy Gonzalez, who my uncle Rodney ended up marrying his daughter. Okay, and that was I guess that was kind of his in to the band. So um, you know that was of course I'm gonna dig into family first, right? Uh huh. So I dug right into that. You know their albums and and listened and, and I was like, oh man, you know, this this song, this is it. Sick. And the way that we did it is probably the first way that um, that I played it. Like mm. I, if you was to listen to the original way, it's totally different, mm. totally totally different. But the um, the way that I played it is just kind of like uh, it was it was us. It was it was exactly what. I think Josh would have done with the song. Oh. You know what I mean? And that, that's that's kind of why, you know, like I, I thought that we would work good together because yeah. we we the same. Right. We're the same. If, if we were to sing 10 songs right now, <laughs> at least one of them I think more than the one. same. I think more yeah, than one. You know? I think more so, than one, yeah. But yeah, that song comes from, um, the, we got it from the, song, from the Paradise Serenaders. They didn't write it, though. Um, Check that out. Well, we're looking at a picture right now, but that's your, that's your uncle all in the left, huh? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. So that's of the. That's of. I don't even know what year that's in, but the Ohana Serenaders. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yes. Looking dapper though, Uncle Rodney. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah. So that's that's. And that, the nice thing, interesting thing about them, they had like, I think six part vocal yeah. arrangement. Oh, wow. They had the they xylophone. Had xylophone. <laughs> xylophone. I mean, <laughs> you know, still has a xylophone. Yeah, I, I mean, they're just like I two think, of two xylophone <laughs> players, I think, in front of us. Battling it out. And, you know, like, um, wow. And I think at the moment, at the time, <clears> they're kind of ahead of their right era. Uh-huh. You know, they're just very innovative, and um, you know. To kind of draw upon th- upon that, I think that was one of the first songs that we kind of um, initi- initiated this album process mm-hmm. was Kelly. Mm. So we re- when we recorded it, um, you know, it kind of flowed, and but you know, it was nice that we kind of got the okay, you know, from his uncle folks and stuff. So mm-hmm. just that was that that was that icing on the cake. So. Um, and then like there are some originals. There's one song on there I wrote for my niece, um, uh, Leohona. And it basically just, there was struggles um, that they had, you know, with her. Um, not just so much her, but just, you know. Um, so at the time, I was inspired to kind of write the song for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of great songs on there I mean we're fortunate to get a hold of so you know, like you said Nightbird to no, yeah. that's just so not we was just like man this is such a great song yeah and the thing it's is such is a like, great song we had actually I think we had started <clears throat> recording it and you know sad to say we you know we lost Kumalani Bilyu this past mm-hmm. year who was part of that I mean amazing group Kalapana yeah. you know so it was kind of even we kind of wondered, shoot, should we release this song? You know, and then it was like, yeah, we'll do it kind of like as a, you know, if anything, a tribute, tribute to, uh, them, homage yeah. to, them, to huh? yeah, mm-hmm. homage to them, and because they've inspired so many of us musicians, oh, yeah. you know, you mm-hmm. know, because oh, yeah. they try to push the limits of Absolutely, music yeah. and, and give their spin as far as originality. And really, that's what it is. With music, is trying to share your side of the story. What your take on a song or just your feelings and then that conveyed in a song you know nobody else can do that mm-hmm. nobody can convey somebody else's feelings they can try and imitate but you know at the end of the day you're giving of yourself yeah mm-hmm. so that's what makes it so unique yeah. debut self-titled album from Kahala Vai featuring Dana Piilani Arias and Joshua Pili Aloha Kahula. Kahala Vai, which means to meet or meeting together, is comprised of these two very talented Maui girl musicians. They have released their first single named Kelly in February, which is available on all digital streaming and download platforms like iTunes and Spotify. Their full-length album release is set for May 31st. Please check out their Facebook page at facebook.com slash music and like the page to keep updated on the release of their full-length album as well as upcoming events and news. You can also follow them on Instagram at music. Mahalo for supporting local musicians and local music. I want to bring in, we have two Haumana here, Ikaika Mendez and Lemana Purdy, and they are excited about this meeting. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. And they are um, strong musical background um, students who hope to pursue music outside of high school when they graduate. Um, Lemana, you just came back from Tahiti with the Hawaiian Ensemble and Ikaika too. And that was a good experience for you guys. You guys can't stop talking about it. I heard a student tell you that you have Tahiti-itis. Yeah. <laughs> right there. yeah. Uh, and then, Ikaiko, from your freshman year, I've watched you grow musically. You were strong during your freshman year. Your leadership was 
you know, unbelievable. And then you've kind of grown into the role you serve now with your class as the song director of your senior year. Um, they're here. I asked them to sit in and to listen, you know, to, to get uh, some mana'o from you guys. Um, and then if they have questions um, that they could ask you guys, then you would be willing to, uh, to yeah. answer them. Yeah. So why don't we transition to that, and then we'll, we'll try to wrap up right after this. So Leimana, why don't you go first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aloha, my name is Lemana Purdy, and one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, who was your support system or group uh, throughout this music life, and why are they so important to you? Who I know for myself, um, it's always going to be family. You know, family is definitely a huge part of the support system because if you don't have them backing you up, then it's kind of hard. You know, and I was fortunate had a good foundation from the family. And along the way, I had a lot of support from different, you know, um, cool, like Camarillo, Nita, and um, a lot of different friends uh, along um, as well. But I think first and foremost, I'd have to say family. Yeah, definitely. Definitely family is a, is a must, you know. We, uh, we're away, and they got to hold it down. Yeah, they gotta hold down the boat for both of us. Yeah, we're pretty much in the same boat. You know, we're pretty much in the same boat. So, it's just gotta, you know, family gotta yeah. be there for you. Yeah, sometimes we gone for like a week, two weeks, and mm-hmm. you know, still get the kids still gotta get ready for school. You right. know, and you know, fortunate that our wives are willing, you know, to support us in that way, which is huge. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, so mean, shout out to them. Amy, Amy yeah. is my classmate from Amy. Line Luna, class of '96. Hey. Yeah, and then yeah. Tiana, Tiana to you too. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 probably a huge part doing of doing it all for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting enough, my wife and Pilani's wife is cousin. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of again getting back to family. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Again, why this took so long to happen? I have no idea. <laughs> you have another question, yeah. Okay. My last question is. Were you passionate to do this at a young age? Like, was this something that you thought of doing? Oh, you know, there's two parts to that. Because I always knew I would be playing music because I love music, yeah. I think music was, I knew would always be a part of me. I, On the other hand, I never thought I'd be doing or playing music or um, full time, where it'd be something that would actually be a career, you know. Mm-hmm. And it took a while before, um, again, wasn't until like a bit over 10 years ago that kind of made the leap, you know. So hopefully that answers the question. Like, yeah, music I knew was going to be a part of my life. But as far as um, it being a career, not until later on. So, yeah, I think um, this. Pretty much the same, uh, like a passionate music, you know, no matter what. If you're doing it, you're passionate about it, you know. Um, as far as making it your everything and in your livelihood, when, you know, that's not something that I thought about uh, when I was young. My, you know, the whole thing was being an athlete was, you know, play sports. Use that to go to college and use your college education to get a job. And in real life, not everything happens like that, you know? So, yeah, I got my, did my sports, um, went to college, but, you know, um, the plans changed. And um, again, with some hard work and some, you know, good luck, music. Uh, kind of fell back into my lap and then you know again being passionate about it working hard with it um, with your you know support uh, it, it it can be done it's not it's not only about uh, you know when, when you're young and you look at um, you think of being a musician or or being an entertainer you see Bruno Mars you know you see that kind of stuff you don't you don't all the time see 
the kind of music that we do, you know, which is we we here on Maui playing. People love our island. People are coming thousands and thousands every day, and they want to listen to Hawaiian music. So we give it to them. You know, we're not always on a, on a main stage all the time. Sometimes we're on a boring stage <laughs> by ourselves. You know, sometimes in the corner, right? <laughs> you know, but way way in the corner. <laughs> but again, going back. We're passionate about it, and it, it's it's for us. You yeah, know, it's for us. Some, yeah. Sometimes you, you know you yeah. say you're doing a two or three hour gig, and you gotta just dig deep within yourself because you're thinking nobody's listening to me. So <laughs> what am I gonna do? So you gotta figure out ways to make it enjoyable for yourself. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And um, but you know, sometimes when you are put in a position like that or a situation like that. It kind of helps to kind of motivate you to see how creative you can be, you know. And you kind of want to take each situation that you have and say, okay, what can I do? So I know there is a certain point, like sometimes if it's um, mentally I'm not into it, so I might just kind of come up with a chord progression and just start making up a song off the top of my head. And sometimes it works. There's been a lot of times it doesn't work. But you know, you a just lot kinda, of times that's the stuff that ends up being then recorded. Then next thing you know, it's like, oh, you know, you try to write it down, and hey, you got a song, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, if it's within you, and you, you know, you push yourself, you, you really, um, you're both your own motivation and your own limitation. You know, yeah. just kind of exactly. Mahalo. Mahalo. Mahalo to you. Okay, and then Kaika. Hey, Kaika is gonna. Dazzle us with his awesome interview skills. Aloha <laughs> <laughs> Kako. My name is Ikaiko Mendez, and I'm a senior at Kamehameha School of Maui. Um, so, uh, you guys mentioned earlier that you used to work at Feast at Lele. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I currently work at Feast at Lele. Hey, oh, yeah. nice. As a as a dancer. Nice. And, um, I was wondering, like, what is the difference between like, or how does it make you feel between performing for, like, tourists, like, and performing for, like, a more local kind of group? Like, what is That's what a good you question, yeah. you know, because it, you kind of have to switch gears, yeah. you know. When you perform for tourists, what I find you kind of have to, I'm not saying be fake, but you kind of have to kind of put on a bit of a, you know, think, why are tourists here? They want the experience, the Hawaii experience, you know. So you kind of got to play to that. You know, you got to, you know, to make so that they enjoy it. You know, yeah. you want the experience. Um, I think any any performance, you want your audience to enjoy themselves. You know, you want them to come away from it. Wow, that was awesome. So... With that, you probably would have to play songs, you know, more hapa haole or, or, you know, kind of What they see on TV. What, what, know, what, what they, they think. You know, you might have to do the, oh, Blue Hawaii. And that was never a part of my repertoire. And then had to put them in there, you right. know. And I don't know if, you know, you kind of have to um, play to your crowd. Now, when you go to the local crowd, yeah. It's a big difference because now you're trying to find the songs that, you, you know, for myself, I'm looking for the uncle or the auntie or the kupunas and trying to find the right song that can take them back to where, yeah. you know, if you don't clap from them, you good, man. You just you know, like, oh, okay, I'm doing something good, you know. And that's really, that's where you get like the chicken skin, kind of like, oh, you feel good, you know. So you got to, again, play to your crowd, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it's sad to I say. Think. I mean, I don't know if it's sad to say, but it's just you. You know, the amount of energy that you put in when you play on hoike or something, and then it's just like the level is, you know, ten times yeah. more than, you know, when you at the when you at the luau when it where it's a you're coming every single day to this, and and at the end of the day, it's a job. It's. It's just you know you you gotta you gotta be able to like how Josh said you gotta be able to not be fake but put on the show that they like see and 
when you're in front of your local crowd, it's just a, it's the same thing. You like put on show that they like see just your energy level is just taken up, you know, because you like satisfy. How I said, you know, your your uncles, your your aunties that you know, oh, they like hearing this song. So compared to ah, I know this crowd not gonna really care if I sing that song, you know, like it, like it's just the energy level. It's just totally different. I think that's for me at least the energy level is. One big, one big difference. You know, and as an example, you can sing, say, like one song like Waya Ulu, and you're going to be all into it. And, you know, that's one of those songs that it's just like, wow, that's a feel good, like that's on melody. Oh, afterwards, on local crowd, they will be clapping, you know. You might do it for one, one, one uh, luau situation, and, and they might give me one. because nobody's clapping. Yeah, you <laughs> might get, wow, you know, you kind of feel like you can share your whole self with them in that song. And it fell upon deaf ears. And so you kind of, <laughs> you know, sometimes maybe get a bit irritated, maybe hurt, or, you know, because you want to give your all, you know. But then from that, you kind of kind of adjust and realize that, okay, you find, according to your crowd, how much you can, you know, put give, into it, put into yeah. it you know. And... I don't know if that this if I'm going in a circle or what, but basically you want to play to your crowd, and sometimes you just gotta make sure that you and whoever you're dancing with or who you're playing with, you know, sometimes that gonna be one of the guys yeah, after. That's, that's really, only who you have to satisfy. If you get on trio and you play the song and be like, might just be the three of you being like, yeah, that was awesome, and nobody else is clapping. Yeah. But so you sometimes you gotta grow, you gotta grow really thick skin. That's for sure, you know, yeah. and just. Take away the green assault. So, hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so another question. Um, so, being a Haumana Kamehameha and learning Olalo Hawaii um, in our Olalo program and our Hawaiian Studies program, um, you often hear people that aren't in like Hawaiian Studies or in Hawaiian language classes say, like, "Oh, I'm not Hawaiian because." I don't speak Hawaiian or I don't know these Hawaiian songs or anything like that. So, like, what what can you guys say to these kinds of people that will motivate them to, um, like, be proud of being, like, still, like, Kanaka, even mm. though, like, they don't know a lot of Olelo or, like... Mm. So, would, uh, are you speaking about, like, like basically Kanaka saying this, that they, um, they, they don't know Hawaiian, so... Yeah, because a lot of people say, like, oh, I... I can't sing Hawaiian music. Like, I can play the instruments, but I can't succeed yeah. in Hawaiian music because I don't know Hawaiian language. Yeah. Like, so, like, what can you say to, like, motivate? Like, you know, that's a that's an interesting area because, um, you know, for myself, I never grew up um, necessarily speaking. My keiki, I have three keiki in uh, Kulakayapuni. So through them and through, you know, you kind of have to learn your language. Fortunate through music. Um, you're able to yeah. get a sense of the songs already, you know. And gotta also remember our past history, where our, our kupuna, my kupuna, my grandma was. She said she was pai in school if if they they spoke their native tongue, the manaleo, and so it was very harsh. I fortunate my 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 tutu. She never cared. She was hard head. She, you know, po'opakiki, you know, real hard head. She, you know, she, she spoke her native tongue, you know. And so you're going to get a lot of, um, there's a certain generation, yeah, like I would say would be my makua parents, um, where they feel, you know, that if they don't speak the language, they, you know, sometimes might make comments like that. And you got to find a way of, you know, it, it can be a touchy situation where you don't yeah, want them to feel good. lesser than. <clears throat> but let them know, it's like, hey, you know what, though? Little words here and there, you know, kind of, you want to kind of encourage them to, if possible, just one word a day, you know, is it, better than nothing. And sometimes they don't realize that they do know words, you know. They do know, it's like, hey, look, lepo, you know, like everything dirty, you know. It's like, they, Oh, they kind of sell themselves short. So I guess my take on it will be if, you know, try to find a loving, discreet, kind of tactful approach, 
of encouraging them. Hey, it's all right, but you, you at the same time you like encourage them to learn there. You know the the language of mm-hmm. you know really when you hear one Hawaiian song, you know. For me, I get chicken skin because you know get certain Hawaiian songs like wow that you know make you feel good. You know, nahe nahe music especially. So when you hear when I hear my kiki they wala with each other and it's like oh that is my kai. It's just like you're you're not you just you feel with joy you know. So um, I think finding that that loving way of encouraging you know. Akupuna too. That's a, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because like, you can get some who say, I know my culture. You don't get to tell me I know my culture. And so, you know, and then you got to also consider just the the obstacles that Kanaka have had to go through and still going through, you know. And it can, it, you know, put them in a mindset of where you know, like we had to fight for everything, you know. So now to go to our own people and say, oh, you don't know your own language. Oh, that's that's fighting words right there, yeah. So, you know, finding that right approach of kind of having them see, like, you know what, though? You want Kanaka, have them, you know, you ask like, them to be a little bit more open-minded. Yes. Yeah. You like uplift each other, you know, ideally uplift each other. And, you know, like my father, he just moved back from the mainland and... He gonna try, I think, start taking Hawaiian classes, you know, and stuff. And you know, it's always good to keep progressing to um, grow, you know. So yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's yeah, a, that's a touchy one. Yeah, I guess, uh, that, that kind of question kind of can go on long, long, long time. Because I it, like for for I guess for the both of us, you know, before um, I'm the only one in in kind of in my generation of family. That um, uh, Punanaleo and Kaiapuni wasn't around, you know, when we was in when we was that age, so we couldn't do the whole things. But everybody else went, you know. So I was around it, but even with that, and and then getting into the music thing and being in the Hawaiian music thing again, I'm now one of the few that really don't speak um, the language, mm-hmm. playing the music and stuff like that, and and. Um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's just, I was, you know, I feel like I was open-minded, yeah. you know, to, to um, and me being open-minded, you know, just kind of, you know, pushed, you know, pushed me to um, play more Hawaiian music to, like, like Josh, my kids now go to Immersion and, and, and stuff like that. Um, I think it's just... Yeah, you just gotta, I think they just, you know, you gotta ask them to be a little bit more open-minded about stuff because music is in us, no matter what. As, as Hawaiians, you know, music is in us and um, if they just give it a little bit of time, I'm sure that they'll love it, you know? Yeah. They, I, it's, it's just in it. Uh, Hawaiian people, music is there. So, good question. That was a good one. You know, does that kind of help answer yeah. the question? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, one last question. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, one last question. Yes. Oh, so, you know, uh, I always hear, like, stories from my papa talking about, like, how, like, they would get together with bands and, like, they would sing Waikiki and all of that. And then you hear stories from my dad and how they would, like, bust out their ukuleles at school and they just play, like, in the bathrooms underneath the tree and all of that stuff. And then, like, um, you kind of see the difference between the two generations and then you see a big difference with our generation, kind of, because now we have, like, more genres of music that are, like, um, for our age levels, like, more rap, and we hear more hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do you see Hawaiian music and, like, local kind of music um, within our generations for in, like, 10 years? Like, Oh, that's a, that's a heavy question, too. Yeah. Because, um, you know... <laughs> yeah. A big part of it is technology. You know, what is accessible now. When I was going to school, we used to, yeah, pass out all the ukuleles and stuff. And if you wanted to hear a song, you had to go to the car and throw the CD on on, on, on tape in the deck and try to listen. And then from there, you know, you nowadays you can find the words. Before, you had to sit down and write the words. So they, what did he say? Rewind. You know, and, 
you know, now information is just so much more available. And it can be, be both, you know, both good and bad, you know. Sometimes um, too much information is not so good, you know, and then even having the wrong information is not good either. But having a lot of information available, I think, allows us to kind of be, uh, to think more. You know, you got to think, be, be who you're going to be, think, you know, and have a, at least a balanced um, aspect of what you're going to make as a decision. Because at the end of the day, everybody got to make their own decision, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sure. I think, you know, like, I think in this day and age, I do see with the Kiki. Prime example, this past uh, Ho'omau, you had, um, I wasn't there, but I've seen videos of Kaike Scanlon. You know, he's just singing his song, you know. And you get all the Kiki was just, I mean, was amazing you know mm-hmm. you just you get chicken skin because to see the keiki speaking our mother tongue and you can see that there's a revival of the language you know and you gotta also understand that it it's different from our kupuna's language back then they never have computer they never have the iphone you know so um but it, any language that where you can converse and communicate with with each other Hey, it's it's our it is what it is, and it has to kind of grow with the times. You can get that too is a huge discussion. Just you yeah. know, it opens the door for many more conversations. But I think Hawaiian music you can see more um, because we are affected by different genres. You might see one, you know, prime example, Sudden Rush. You know, they get the Olelo Hawaii. And when they first came out, that was like, what? Yeah. You know, that was hard to, to take at the what time. What are they doing? What are they, they, like, doing? What are they doing? What? <laughs> you know, but now <clears throat> you, they're pioneers of that style of, yeah. you know, yeah. music. So I think they it's... Kind of, they kind of ran with, like, you know, how um, they said about, you know, like technology going to play a big part in how stuff going to change and stuff like that. But, um, and yeah, Sun Rush is a great example of kind of moving with the time, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. But I think with, uh, I always, I don't like, I don't like to say it, like the revival of, of, or, or what, what's been happening with the Hawaiian language. I don't like to say revival because it never went nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's true. Hawaiian language has been here the whole time. Yeah. And been strong the whole time. But now people are understanding, yeah. you know. More more people are getting involved. Ten years ago, you might not have seen that. What yeah. happened with Kaikena at at the Homo, you know, not even with Sudden Rush, but all, you know the 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 kids and, and the the Makua and, and the Kupuna are. We roll in now. We roll in yeah. on the same page, and everybody's um, everybody's just getting you know uh, more proud about it, more more strong stronger feelings, more emotional about it, and and I think with that. And the you know, the technology, I I think, um, the type of music that could need the technology going going that direction. But I think with this, with um, how our language is 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 just growing, it's just growing. I think we're gonna be okay as far as Hawaiian music gonna be. You know, I think we're gonna be all right. I mean, one of the one of the examples that comes to my head is what Kamaka and and Ryan are doing, right, Camarillo. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yes. they're, they're exactly prime example. That was a huge, you know, yeah. Bruno Mars, yeah, uh, tune. Yeah, they flipped it and did all. My daughter came. They on my my daughter's in class. She's a Papa <laughs> really? Elua, and they all all oh, yeah. You know, they oh. all sing yeah. that song, and oh, yeah. you know, she's screaming. Like, I remember <laughs> in the kitchen, yeah. and I hear, "Hey, keep on mind." Yeah. I'm like, I know, you know, you can sing, <laughs> yeah. but then you know, it, it it's happened, you know, and yeah. finding innovative ways, and that's the nice thing about music is. You can be innovative to where you can inspire others, you know, and then be inspired to speak our own language is mm-hmm. like, wow. I mean, it's, and it's, you think back to when Hawaiian style band, mm-hmm. when they did Wahine uh, Ilikia, you had drums and stuff. And yeah. like, oh, that was right. a whole that yeah. was, eye opener. Right, Some right. people wow, wasn't sure about playing that. Drums like, and <laughs> hey, should bass? they be doing that? Yeah. yeah. Was, or what? <laughs> you know, like, now that's, that's some timeless is, classic. Is somebody going to check with somebody? Yeah. yeah. And, and then you get Sudden Rush. They did Hi'ilave. 
Yeah, and like, oh my gosh, yeah. who would take Uncle Gabby's voice and put him to it? it? Yeah. Now that's like, you know, it's gold, but yeah. it's a classic, you know. And really, again, it's maybe for Namakua, Nakupuna had to kind of adjust, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit, but yeah. But for the for in, the for the keiki there, that's just another day for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's it's their norm now, and that's great. That's the yeah. that's the great thing about it. It's, yeah. It's this their norm, man. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Appreciate mm. you guys. Thank well, you. We're going to wrap up. Um, I do want to give you guys one last question. Um, summary, small little couple sentences or so. Um, advice for young musicians, high school musicians coming up. What, what would you kind of, what advice could you give them that would maybe point them or keep them on the path to wherever they want to go? Um, I know for myself, I, I really feel like that. Um, I how I don't know how you would say it, but I feel the kids um, sometimes don't realize what they have, and it, you know it can take experience. But bottom line is continue, you know, to do what you do. You know, a whole mile, yeah. Continue, you know, just keep working at it, and um, no give up. You know, whatever in life, you cannot give up. You, you don't want to throw in the towel, if you will. So keep keep doing it. Keep working hard. And um, I'm also, if if get any questions afterwards, I'm more, more than willing to help or, you know, point in the direction if, if need to. But, yeah, just keep moving forward. You know, keep the kind. And you're going to get... You can get those who gonna like your music, who gonna like what you do. You can get those who don't. You gotta be okay with everything. Mm-hmm. You gotta be yeah. okay with it. You know, at the end of the day, make sure that you're happy with what you did. If you're happy, well, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think. Um, I think. I think just be. Uh, just be disciplined. You know. Yeah. And be consistent, and 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 I think you you know can kind of can't go wrong with that you know like you can you can have your goal, and I think you just you just um, keep keep discipline to yourself, uh, and just keep it going every single day, whether it be practicing one one instrument or or or. One, chant or whatever or, or whatever you know whatever it is that you're doing um and like you know like how you're saying you know be passionate if you're passionate about it yeah. it's gonna it's not gonna be uh it's not gonna be such a work thing you know yeah. but just shirts. be consistent be disciplined and um and be passionate and see yeah. your shirt says coolia ikanu right yeah strive for excellence right you like try be better Always try to look at things in that way. If you can strive to for excellence, that means you're trying to set the bar high. If you set easier the bar said high, than done. It's, yeah, it's easier said than done. But if you try and set the bar high, then, you know, it's you might motivate the next person to be like, wow, I like being like that, yeah. And realize that each of us get potential, especially for the young ones like yourselves. You know, you get potential. You have your own potential. You know, just realize that you have a lot to offer. You yeah. know, sometimes yeah. we don't, we're not given that motivation. But realize that you are important, and you have something to offer. Yeah, you have your own voice. You know, and you can affect um, for the better. You know, so hopefully that that is good. Yeah, man, that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I think both of you gave um, some. Excellent advice on how to make your passion become your profession, you know, and doing it in a pono way where, you know, you have integrity in yourself and you appreciate what you're doing and then thereby, you know, letting everybody share in that. You know, I appreciate you guys Thank you. sharing Thank all you of that. Thank you for having us. Um, we're we're going to look for the album, which we, when we were talking right before this, that literally... You just, yeah. got on a we just got the masters for our um, new album, so we're looking at a Kahalavai album to be out probably in May, so next yeah. month. So real soon we're gonna wrapping up the project and excited that we 
No, I could tell the look on you guys' face when you're walking down. <laughs> yeah. like, something's still something's clubbing. Yeah. Something's up. With it's, it's like all of the hard work just kind of just all of a sudden when the man we got the master recording back to like, wow, this is real. This yeah, is yeah, it's mm. happening. You know, all yeah. of our weeks of going up and recording is this is the final result. So. And, you, and um, there are how many total songs on that album? Ten, ten songs. Ten, ten songs. Yeah. And the name of the album is Kelly, or is that no. just the name it's of the song? It's going to be self-titled, yeah. Kahalawai. Kelly was yeah. the first single. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's probably going to be Kahalawai. If you, if you go, you can visit us on Instagram, Kahalawai yeah. Music, and then also on um, Facebook, Facebook, I guess, yeah. yeah. But um, the, once the album is out, uh, we should be available... On uh, digital downloads, just gotta keep an eye out for that. So too. all the major, yeah, Spotify, yeah, yeah. all that kinds mm-hmm. of, um, okay. you know, iTunes cool. and whatever, yeah, yeah. Google you know. Play, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, you can find it there. Well, I can't wait for that album. Oh, I can't I'm wait for saying. Nightbird. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, check out Nightbird <laughs> along with some of the other ones. That's an awesome rendition of that song, man. Oh, I I, when I heard it the first time live, I chicken skin for sure. <laughs> you guys do that song justice, man. Really nice. Um, well, we appreciate you guys being here. And that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, you can catch all of our episodes um, by just searching uh, iTunes, Apple Store, uh, Podcasts, and, or, or on Podbean and Spotify. Uh, the, the search would be for Hikina Rising, and we have all available downloads there. Some good stuff on athletics, on music, on we even our latest one coming up would be... Uh, on the conductors, which Ikaika is a part of, the conductors for Ahamele coming up. We talked a little bit with them, but they're all there. Um, and this is just one more to add to that. We really appreciate you guys. Mahalo, you guys. mahalo. I've been bugging you guys for a while. <laughs> you guys busy schedules, and and thankfully you guys were, made the journey up here. Farther for Josh, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Lani. Not that bad. Yeah, not too bad. Well, you made it to the side, but uh, yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and that's going to be it, so... And we'll look for it. Kahalavai Music. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Check them out. Right on, you guys. Mahalo. And until the next one. Yeah. Hikina Rising is produced by Lisa Correa. Technical producer, Koholo Ricard. Kamehameha Schools Mai. Headmaster, Dr. Scott Parker. Assistant Headmaster, Kelly Duclo. High School Principals J.R. Ka'ava and Lance Kagasan, and Vice Principal Leo Delatori.